because if God does it, it's going to last. <laughs> All right. Let's put the word of God in the atmosphere. Let's read it together. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. I want all the children of God to just let God know you're his child. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. All right, Genesis, Genesis chapter 3, and then we're going to go all the way to the book right before uh, well, 1 John, not the Gospel of John, but 1 John chapter 4. But first we want to go to Genesis chapter number 3. Verse number eight. All right. The word of God is on the wall. Those who are able, let's stand for the reading of the word of God. Father, we thank you for your word because flowers will fade, the grass will wither, but your word is eternal. Father, we know that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and the Word became manifested flesh through our Savior, Jesus. Therefore, Lord, here we are. You called us name by name. We were obedient to your voice. You gave us grace to be here. Now, Lord, break down every wall and every barrier and every thought. Break them down, Lord God, that you would bring us together as one in spirit that we will be your church and we would have an ear to hear what the spirit has to say to his church. Lord, we proclaim to the nations, we are your church. So Lord, touch our ears, our hearts, our mind, bring, bring us to a oneness and pour, pour your love into us that we would hear your voice today and as I stand here Lord I know that I'm just the vessel as you use John I'm asking that you would use me consecrate me as only you can that after all is said and done that you alone will be glorified and that we your body will be edified and every demonic spirit will be horrified Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Beginning at verse number eight, it said, and, and they heard the sound, they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. I got to pause for a minute because it said they heard the sound of the Lord walking which means that they had to have a reference point. He must have been used to walking in the garden. They had to have been walking with him to understand the sound of his footsteps. And Adam and Eve, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees in the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? And he said, 
so he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid, and I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceived me, and I ate. Everybody passed it the buck. <laughs> Blaming somebody. But God didn't even ask them who did it. He just asked what you did. <laughs> so the Lord God said to the serpent, now get, check this out. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field on your belly you shall eat you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel to the woman he said I will greatly multiply sorrow then, <clears throat> let's go to verse 12. He says, then to Adam, he said, behold, you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat. And then he says, cursed is the ground of your, for your sake. It <clears throat> In your toil, you shall eat of it all the days of your life, both thorn and thistle. It shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat the herbs of the field. If <clears throat> in the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the, till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken from dust, and you <clears throat> are, and to dust you shall return. And so, there's a couple things I want you to note here before we turn to John. Number one, he there was three people who did wrong. Mm-hmm. Verse number 20, and Adam called his wife, called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. <clears throat> also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. Amen. Amen. He cursed the ground. He cursed the serpent. He punished his people. The consequences of God's love is that he has always loved his people. It is not meant for his people to be cursed. He blessed his people and gave them the right clothing. And brought him back into right standing because he killed an innocent animal to get the clothing from them. So the blood covered Adam and Eve. They did wrong and he blessed them. The serpent did wrong and he cursed them. 
what has happened is the way people got cursed is they hooked up with serpents. You can't blame God for your curse because it was your action that got you hooked up with the curse. Because God don't curse, he delivers from curse and blessing. I want all the delivered people to give God a hand of praise. <laughs> well, we can almost go home already. First John chapter number four. First John chapter number four, um, verse number nine. And we'll read nine and ten. You ready? In this, in this, the love of God was manifested towards us, that God sent his only begotten son into the world, that we, say he's talking to us, might live through him. Not live through you, not live through your process, not live through your way of thinking, but live through the love that he placed in you. In, in this is love. In this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Amen. Verse number nine says, in this. Um, verse number 10 says, in this. I want you to meditate on this for the rest of your life. In this love, Christ did it all. Say it's done. done. All right, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. In this love, this love, this love, this love. What love? God's love. This love. Uh, this love. What love? God's love. This love. In this love. In, 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 in this love, Brother James, in this love. What love? God's love. In, in this love, Brother Hector, what love? God's love. In, in this love, congregation, what love? Uh, it, it, is, it is time out for talking about your love because your love is warped and demented. It wasn't that you loved God. It was that God loved you. And without God loving you, it is impossible for you to love anybody. Therefore, therefore, God says, I am so much love. And, and it goes on to say that God is love. He says that I am so much love that I have to put a love plan in place. As a matter of fact, God's love plan was in place for you before he put in place the love plan for Adam and Eve. Wait a minute. They were here first. But God put his plan for you first. Revelations 13 and 8 says, before the foundation of the world, the lamb, the lamb slain from the foundation of 
the world. God had already put the movie and did it and then brought the movie that was in heaven down to earth so we'll see what he had already done. Oh, goodness. It wasn't that it wasn't done already. It was that he just brought it so that we would see because most of us are from Missouri. And Missouri is the show me state. You sisters know what it means. You, you get with a, a man, you better show me you love me. If he don't have no actions of love, then he ain't the one. We're all from that show me state. And God said, I'm going to show you how much I love you. And so, and so we were yet in a fallen state like, like Adam and Eve were and had gotten tricked. We all have been deceived by the enemy. We've been deceived, and here, here's, here's how masterful he is. The first thing he will do is get you to think it's all about you. And so you start living this life based on you. You got to be pleased. You got to be happy. Uh, I, I just need peace. You have peace. But you keep making everything thing about you because that is a trick of the enemy to get you from obtaining everything that God has for you. Do you know if you embrace God's love entirely, you can have everything that he has? So the enemy, oh goodness, the enemy is trying to keep you in a deceptive state to have you to believe that you don't have everything already. But he is the creator, and he created you, and he made you a part of him because he says, I am, Jesus says, I and the Father are one. But God sent his love down to the earth realm so that we could all become one with Jesus. That's why he says that we are joint heirs with Christ and if children then heirs heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ God says I did this thing in such a way that I will move past your way of thinking so that you'll know that this is a God move. And I have done everything already. And all you got to do is walk into what I've done. And so he says that we have to walk in love. And sometimes we get so caught up in where we are or what's going on in our life that we be still. And talk about what we don't have. You are cursing yourself when you open up your mouth and say what you don't have. I have it all. In Christ Jesus, I am a son of God. I am a joint. I want to talk to the joint heirs. And so he shows us that in the beginning, there was a beast that was more cunning than any other beast. 
that was more deceptive than any other beast. But God delivered them from the beast that caused deception. And then he cursed the beast. And then the beast now has the slither in the earth realm. And there's no way for a slithering snake to get in unless you leave a crack for him to get in. You know how you can embrace God's love halfway? Halfway you will let a whole lot of snakes through a halfway open door. Or you can give him 99% of your love. But I'm going to tell you something. A snake can slither its way through a door that only has a crack left in it. Do you know that, 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 that serpents and critters come through cracks? I had left the door cracked a little bit. And the crack was this little, but a mouse this big got through the crack. So when I was cleaning the garage yesterday, my wife said, don't you leave that door cracked. And God is telling you, don't you leave that love cracked. You got to embrace all of my love so that you can have all that I have for you. God said, I love you so much that I rescued you from the thing that was cursing you. And you thought what was cursing you was blessing you. And here's the breaking news. God had to rescue you from yourself. And so, and so he shows us in the beginning that he, he has relationship with what he created. He, he, he created Adam and Eve, and he, he brought all the animals, all of them. He said, Adam, what is this? Adam named everything that God brought to him. He, he, he told Adam, you can have dominion. I created you to have dominion in this earth realm. And Adam, he had dominion. He could name it. He, could, he was in charge of everything. But there was a beast that was trying to trick him. And it couldn't get directly to him, so it went to his wife. <sighs> and so, and so, and so, I, I have seen a curse in the earth realm where there have been families that have been split apart. And the enemy has caught the, had them caught up in each other rather than caught up in God. Because if you caught up in God, if you go back to God and love him first, God has enough power to heal everything that got hurt in the relationship. But what has happened, even in the church, everybody wants to let go because they make it about them. They hurt me. Breaking news, you hurt him. But he didn't make it about the hurt. He made it about the love. How many people are in here just ready to make it all about love? He, 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 we have to understand that there is going to be hurts because people make mistakes. But God don't make mistakes. So God says, I'm going to set up a system. And everything is going to be done for all my believers. And if you believe, then you'll hold on to my love and let my love take you where you're supposed to go. Isn't this something that God gives us this great gift called love? 
And, and we'll allow the enemy to trick us to hold on to hate. And so hate will break down your car of love. Sitting on the side of the road just being mad. <laughs> Folks driving by in their lovely way. And you sitting on the side of the road. Listen, by choice, but God. Adam and Eve made a choice. They were walking. Now get this. The Bible said they were walking and they heard. They, they were walking. They were walking with God. And they said when they did wrong, they heard him walking. They were familiar with his walk. The Bible said, and so they hid from his presence. The creator who created you and gave you everything and set up everything in the Garden of Eden and promised you everything, you would hide from the presence of God. That curse has been on the church because when somebody messes up in the church because of everybody judging in the church they run and hide and really they're hiding from God but let's just tell the truth some of it is our fault and I'm not talking about you personally but the church is guilty of pointing the finger at somebody who does wrong in the church. But God has sent his son and the bloodshed was not only for you, but it's for the person that messed up that's sitting next to you. Yeah, it's okay for you to accept the healing, but you want to talk about their mess up and think that that blood can't reach them because their mess up is bigger than yours. But let me tell you something. Christ has did it all, and he did it for all. He, he sets it up. Now, 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 let me share something with you. He sets it up. I want you to embrace love in such a way that it will run worry out of your temple that he lives in. God so loved the world that he sent his son that while we were yet in sin, his son would die for us thousands of years ago to free us today. I want you to I want you to just try to fathom for a minute how you can love like that. God's love will go ahead and behind at the same time. If you allow the love of God to go before you, it will bless everything coming after you. And while it's blessing everything after you, it'll go back and heal stuff you left behind you. That's how God's love works. It works in several ways at the same time. You cannot describe his love. He, 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 he saved you. His blood is cleansing you. When? Over and over. Yeah, that thought that you had yesterday that wasn't pure, God washed it up. 
with the blood of Jesus. You know that mouth that keeps running off from time to time. God said, I know your mouth. I knew Peter's mouth. I sent my blood ahead of you so that when your mouth speaks, my blood will cover your mouth. He's so awesome that he says for us, all we got to do is repent. And the devil told you, you got to apologize. I got to break culture shock for a second. What's this stuff about they need to apologize? If anybody could find in the Bible that apology is necessary for forgiveness, I'm going to go to your church. It's not in there. That is something that the enemy has tried to trick the church with. It's called deception, and that is to hold you in a state of unforgiveness so that you can base your forgiveness on somebody else. But your forgiveness is not based on them. Your forgiveness is based on the love of God. Ah, so, so Adam and Eve didn't apologize. Check it out. He said, what, what have you done? They didn't apologize. They did what we do. Blame somebody else. <laughs> Come on, it's called deflection. Can, I, can, can we just be real for a minute? Some stuff you've done and you start thinking of a lie, what's he going to say? And sometimes you, you, you running late for something, you start thinking about a lie, you're going to say, See, I'm just going to tell you the truth. How many of you still need deliverance in a couple of areas? I got to give you some breaking news. See, I'm going to just give it to you like God give it to me. Because most people won't admit that they still need a little help every now and then. But I still need a little help. Because this mind of mine used to think up some outlandish excuses. And I'm trying to get God to take every excuse out of my mind so that I can just please him with everything I got. Can I talk to the people for a minute who need God's help in a few areas of their life? Mm -hmm. God told me to tell you it's done. You, you, you may be still deflecting, but it's done. Adam, Adam and Eve, he, he asked them, hey, Adam, what's up, man? What you do? Adam said, hey, man, you know that, that woman you said was for me? <laughs> she gave me the wrong thing. <laughs> so God said, all right, you ain't going to be real with me. <laughs> Eve, what are you doing? Eve said, shoot, you know that serpent? That joker, he did it. I was minding my own business. I even told him your word. But he did it. Because if he would have left me alone, I would have been all right. See, she didn't want to take ownership. That had nothing to do with him. It was all about her. Because he could have never talked her into nothing she didn't want to do in the first place. She was walking by that tree saying, mm, I wonder. And that's the thing about us. We start letting our mind wonder too much. 
I wonder what it feel like. I wonder what it tastes like. I, I wonder what that dress look like on me. I wonder, I wonder. We got this whole wondering thing. Well, the people of Israel wandered around in, in the wilderness for wondering because they had wondering minds. Said so it took them 11 days, took them 40 years for wondering. And, 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 and he, he shows us that that wondering spirit, that wondering spirit still exists. Somebody say, but God. His love, his love, his love did it all because, because curses can only hold you for a specific time, no matter what you do wrong. And even when you don't admit it, God's love will free you anyway. Adam and Eve never apologized. They didn't even admit it was their fault. They didn't even take no blame. Somebody say, but God. You knew when you wasn't admitting nothing and you was just having fun with you, the love of God came and met you. As crazy as you used to think and you used to be, and then we get in the body of Christ and then our children start acting crazy and then we start panicking. Oh, if God can save you, then surely the love he placed on you is going to transfer to your children because you're all a part of the same family. No more worrying about what's going on in the family. It's already done. The love of God has saved your whole household. So, so John... He writes to us, let's get ready to close. John, he writes to us. So he says in verse 9, in this love, God manifested his son. He, he manifested what was already done. His love was already put in place but we needed to see it so that we can believe it. And God's love rescued every single sinner. Now, you know how we preach and teach. We start on Palm Sunday when Jesus comes in and he's riding on the back of a, a, of a donkey, a fold of a donkey. The Bible calls it an ass. He's riding on the back of one. He was riding our back one day, too. See, he rode our back for so long, and then he came in. Uh, it changed everything when he came in. How, how, how many of you know how you have a spirit of God dwelling in you? Yes, sir. He, he, he starts a process that was already done. While you were sinning, you were already saved. He had already did everything. And so, and so we see, we, we see from last week, and this week was called Holy Week. And so much stuff is transitioning. And they were teaching and how Pontius Pilate and they and they and they they accused him and they and, and the people wouldn't even say set him free after they knew who he was. 
they were still focused on the world and things of that nature. So it's either on Good Friday he gets whipped all night, all day, they crucify him. Every sin now of the world is upon him. So he takes the cross, which was a symbol of evil, and he goes up the hill carrying a cross where he was going to be despised and rejected. He didn't have a sin, but was carrying everybody's sin. Every sin that you have done, every sin that you have thought of, every sin that you have even imagined. God sent his son and his son carried your sin up to the up Calvary's hill. And they laid the cross on the ground and they laid him on the ground. And there was a plan because many of us, you think, oh, the cross, it was up there, and they just grabbed Jesus, and they began to nail him up on the cross. No, the cross was laying on the ground. But Jesus had said in John 12 and 32, and if I, if I am lifted up from the earth, so while he was on his back, laying on the ground, and the cross was on the ground, and the enemy said, we got him now, we're going to kill him. Jesus said, you can't kill me, but I'll give up my life for the ones I love. And when I do this one thing of love, it's going to carry everything. And so he said, if I be lifted up, I'm going to draw all men, because my father is big on relationship and every curse thing. He sent me to break the curse so that God could have relationship and fellowship with the ones who were under a curse. I want to talk to the people who were under a curse at one time and now have the love of God in your heart. He said, if I be lifted up from the earth, and when they raised up the cross, it signified that everything is done now. It is finished. The work of Calvary, because when Christ went up, he began to take them out the drug house, take them out the crack house, take them out the alcoholic house, take them out the pimp house, take them out the whole house, and his power is still Loving people out of whatever curse that they're in. His love, if you can embrace it, you can free. You can free everybody that's cursed. In your life, somebody says love. love. You don't talk when you fall in love with somebody. You talk about them. 
when you fell in love with her, you was talking about her. The conversation could be about the ice cream truck. And you'll talk about the ice cream she liked. Because you loved her. You would, well, look, when you fall in love with something, you'll make it all about what you're in love with. And God made you all about him. Now, if you really want everything in your life, to be manifested the way God has already set it up. There's no more talking about what's wrong. You can only talk about who's right. Uh, is there anybody in here that's in love with God, that want to talk about God? Let people start talking about you. You remember when you first got saved and all you could talk about was Jesus? And folks would say, all they're talking about is Jesus. Let them start talking about you again. Where is that love gone that people stopped talking about you as you were talking about God? Little secret agent Christian. That's your little secret love. Listen, they hid from the presence of God. But when God clothed them, he clothed them. And that's a picture of clothing them with righteousness. They were still the same person, but clothed by God. And that's what God did with you. He clothed you. You might do some wrong stuff, but it don't change you from who he called you to be. He's already set it up. That his love is perfecting you. His love is changing you. And sometimes we get guilty because, oh, I messed up. Uh, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the Jesus that's changing you right now. And that's what we got to do. Stop reminding folks of what they did wrong. This love, Christ did it all in one move, and all we have to do is embrace it, and don't let it go. You fall down, talk about how Jesus is picking you up. I want to talk about how bad you got scraped. I want to talk about the healer. That's healing your wounds, even right now. Something happened to you 28 years ago. And you want to focus on the wound instead of the healer? You are one embrace away from being healed in every area of your life. Just one. And God wants you to embrace him. Not on Easter every year. But every Sunday, Monday is a Sunday, Tuesday is a Sunday, Wednesday is a Sunday, and when we embrace that love, it empowers us 
to be who he called us to be, which is a joint heir. You ready to take on the kingdom of God so that we can dominate this earth realm? It's not going to be about you. It's got to be about his love. Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand of praise. <clears throat> Jesus did it all for us all. And I look back and I was praying. And I've been praying. I've been praying, and I've been praying, and God, and I've been praying the prayer that God would loose all the ones who are entangled in the curse. Then I believed the prayer, and I started praising him on Monday, on Tuesday, Sunday evening. I was praying. For the pimps, the prostitutes, the drug dealers. I've been praying for the shooters, the sick in mind. I've been praying for the disenfranchised. I've been praying and I've been praying. And I finally, Sunday night, I said, God, I just believe you. Your love has already did it all. I'm not going to ask you to do nothing else for the rest of the week. I'm going to praise you for what's already done. Folks was calling me, talking about there's no more cancer. I, I, I heard Bonnie was in the hospital. I didn't even pray for her to get out. I started praising God for when she get out. Why? Because I've seen it done. When you embrace his love, he does the impossible. You are one move away from all that he has for you. Everybody rest to your feet. I want, I want to talk to you in openness for a moment. Men have challenges. Women have challenges. Because we still live in these bodies. And by the word itself, these bodies are filthy rags. But what makes them righteous is who dwells in the body. And Christ dwells in your body. You got to spend time focused on his love. You know how you can get tempted to do some stuff? Can I just be real with you? Be tempted to sin. You even think about it and think about how you can excuse yourself for doing it. And some of us even go as far as to say, well, God knows me. He knows my weaknesses. He also knows that he has put his spirit in you. And if you embrace his spirit, then you won't want to do what you thought about doing. And he said, that love that I have for you, I want you to embrace it 
every day. And when the thought comes or when the temptation comes, embrace it all the more. You know how you get you get hurt and you want to get them back. It's not a time for you to get them back. It's a time for you to get them up. You are now vessels of God. Empowered to bring salvation to the earth realm. God has gifted you with his love. And if you let that love out, you can run whatever curse is on whoever's attacking you. Why? Because his love is still all-powerful. It's done everything already. Now he's gifted you to be a love giver. You're gifted. People on your job, get on your nerves. That's your assignment. That person needs you to help them get into heaven. You're valuable. Someone, we get mad and complain about well, God's not doing this. God, if God has you in a situation where you got to call on Him, that is the best place to be because it's transforming you. And when He finished transforming you, you won't have to worry about where it's coming from. You can speak it, and it shall be. But I want you to truly embrace God's love. Go ahead and say, I'm a joint heir. No more worrying. No more doubting. Jehovah Jireh will provide. We didn't even know we were going to need a Savior, but he provided. He did it all. It's already done. When you leave out of here today, I want you to be happier than you've ever been before. Because now you know that everything is already done and all you got is victory attached to your life. <laughs>